Hi, welcome to Sultiful. Today we are having a feminine conversation. Today we are going to discuss why women are suffering in silence. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to Sultiful. suffer in silence either so let's get with it okay <laughs> hey everybody i'm toya yes. i am latoya and i am janet <laughs> and we have the beautiful miss leah hinton in the house hi, hi. <laughs> yes yes so guys what are y'all working on are we supposed to talk about business or our feminine health? Oh, no. Okay, business. <laughs> oh, yeah. already started. What we going to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we I was going to say, I was going to say, I ate some pineapples on Saturday. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. If that we were talking about feminine. Any other way, in my business, <laughs> in my, I co-produced a wonderful show today for the um, U.S. Black Chambers. Um, I'm also still working on a major project with another client for an event that's coming in August. Um, I did some social media posting for one of my other clients. And then I'm looking for more discovery calls for Toya to call me about so we can collaborate and be successful. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I too am working on some really big projects. Um, we have um, a project coming up in April, and that is also a national project. So um, me and the awesome Makia Johnson have been in the background hammering some things out. Um, also, I am working on, of course, more lead generation because, you know, I'm in marketing. And so you always have to be talking to new people. So I spent literally the entire day yesterday doing that. It was awesome. I was in my, I was in my spirit, you know? Yes. Oh man, that's awesome. So um, I really enjoyed the day this morning. Uh, we were just making sure that everything was in, in place and ready for the wonderful event we did today. Uh, Go Giga, um, we produced a show for United, the United States Blacks Chambers and Visa. So that was a new kind of, a new, you know, person or our company organization that we work with visa so it was amazing i'm so grateful that we had the opportunity looking forward for more but really enjoyed that today yes yes and leah what are you working on oh wow you guys have some wonderful projects in the works um (laughs) me well first staying hydrated okay always working on that um and Working on putting together a nonprofit, which is the reason, one of the reasons why I'm here today to talk about feminine health. So excited to share my ideas for that. But yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Speaking of this awesome lady, let me pull up her bio so we can talk about this. Okay. 
And while you're pulling up the bio, welcome, welcome to our wonderful friends, our sisters, our brothers. Thank you so much for being here. Kia, I know that's so Mama Dorch. Uh, this conversation is for all of us, so please feel free to engage as we talk about femininity and, and women's health today. All right, so we're so glad that you, hey, there she go. I was looking in my fridge, trying to figure out what to eat, saying you don't need that. <laughs> you might not have needed it, Mama Dorch, but go on and eat that. President's Day was yesterday. Yesterday was a holiday. Go out and eat. Yes, that part. President's Day is not a real holiday. See? Can you? Can she just eat what she want to? Because it was a holiday yesterday. Now say that, but don't reflect on President's Day. I mean, heck, we ain't even. Never mind. Go ahead, Toya. Hey, hey. All right, let's read this bio here. All right, so. This is Kylia Henson. We call her Leah. She will always be Leah to me. Love her to death, y'all. She's a 26-year-old woman who's extremely passionate about women's reproductive health. And she wants to break stigmas and biases that we have been conditioned into thinking. So as a woman of color, she feels that that sexual um, education and sexual health has failed our community. And she is ready to have that taboo discussion today. Welcome, Leah. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here, ladies. So glad. It's amazing seeing all that you do and this, just seeing Black women come together, talking about businesses, helping inspire other women, you know, no gatekeeping, okay? <laughs> exactly. Okay, Leah, so you know I'm just gonna come out the gate. Um why why did you chose why did you choose feminine health for your your career direction? So it's always been something I've been interested in. Um it's it's funny because you know what I remember growing up sex ed was besides what my mom taught me, we had one one class. They put us in a classroom, separated the boys and the girls and then showed us some videos, said, okay, don't do this. This is what can happen, period. And I always wondered, like, that's it? We don't get to learn more? Then it's every, and education is mostly just don't do it. Don't have sex. You know, they don't teach you about care. They don't teach you about hygiene. It's pretty much just, here's STDs. Sex can make a baby, period. <laughs> So after that, I just decided, okay, what can I do to change this? We need help. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Y'all need help. No, no. Janet got this down pat. Like, <laughs> but you know what? I, I see where I see where Lee is coming from because, like, um, believe it or not, that feminine talk does not always happen at home. And I know, you know, the school leaves it up to, you know, mom at home. But, you know, me growing up in foster care, like, that may not have been the discussion that I've had. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You may have had to learn that out in the streets. Yep. So you're getting kind of secondhand information from people also that don't have the conversation at home. So it's kind of like, Eh, the information could be a little washed down. So we definitely um, need to have that more out in the open because there's nothing wrong with having that talk out in the open, not the hush-hush stuff. 
because guys don't get the same thing that 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 talk is not the same for guys as it is for us <laughs> not at all i mean i i think the it goes back to our parents and media or television or whatever you want to say because there's either the parents who are no wait till you marry um or the media that everything you see about it it's bad it doesn't say anything welcoming about it unless it says you're gonna get married and then you're gonna have it and even when they say about it they mention that you're gonna get married and then it's gonna be like this outerific body experience which don't <laughs> go like that but really really the pre is the, not anyway but anyway let me not distort y'all brain but you know you you do eventually get there but when you when you when you first get married you, your mind is house things that it doesn't come like that. So they, they give you this warped fantasy like it's going to be. So you either are holding on to this, no, 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 or this, I'm going to see a white picket fence. I'm going to be lifted up and I'm going to see flowers. <laughs> and see then you hard. also got the other side of that, Janet, the one that's over-sexualized because oh, there's, yes. there's seriously a lot of that going on. Me, so then yeah. you're like, well, do I just, you know, let it all hang out? Like, <laughs> so it's kind of like it, the information is all over the place. What's the, what's the standard? Right. Oh, let's see. Back in the 60s and 75, they did teach it and they had a lot of classes they don't do now. Home economics. Went like, oh my gosh. Yes. yes. That's yes. I want them to bring back so bad because those are the little things that I feel like we should learn. Yes, 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 yes. I remember taking those uh those little home ec classes. I still never got them. Still actually, them. that's how I got into well, I wanted to be at one time a fashion designer for plus size women because of that sewing class that we had in junior high school. Mm -hmm. I made a, a outfit and modeled it in the fashion show, and I was like, Oh yeah, this is me, because you know me, I'm I'm fast, man. I want to be. <laughs> Um, and I guess that's how come I ended up into entertainment because I'm still, but yeah, it, you're right. Those were the things that I enjoyed. Those home ec classes. Yeah, I'm so grateful for those classes because I was a latchkey kid. My parents worked all the time. They didn't have time to really teach me how to do none of those things. And I remember um, when I was in school, was uh, the tennis skirts were popular. And I remember I made my first tennis skirt. It looked good, yeah. Toya. I ain't say nothing. I face yes. Wait. I saw it out of your face. Huh? What What was you gonna What was you gonna say about the tennis skirt? Because I had the tennis skirt and the little ruffle panty to go underneath. Let, let me tell you, I, <laughs> I had the long tennis skirt. Anything. I, I was oh, anything. Okay. I was never able to wear a tennis skirt. Oh well, I wasn't able to yeah. either, but. Never mind. That's another. It's story. too much well, back there. and I got own. more. So that way, it went. It, it worked. Now the regular ones, they too hiked up. You know, hiked up in the back. You could, but the yeah. ones I made, it looked like a. It looked like a little. Okay, see, that's, that's why I need you to make me a tennis skirt. Because every time I'm wearing them, they're to the knees in the front and up in the back. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, that's I so think that's... we all know about that. That's so <laughs> let's 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 segue to that because that is a part of woman's health. You know, that up in the back. You know, um, <laughs> yo, know. I remember going to church and the usher. I come walking to church. And usher see, you shouldn't have did that. You brought yes, behind that. you, yes, behind yes. you, yes, ma'am. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to refrain from the question because she brought church up in, and we can't segue. 
she Toya must have known I was. Yeah, she Toya must did have that on purpose to curve you. Just to don't let Toya don't let Toya fool you. She wore them long skirts, and that's how she got them six kids. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so Leah, um, what, yes. what's the next? Uh, what's your next bullet point, honey? We got the <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so. <laughs> We're gonna trans. We're gonna transition into um, just general overall cleanliness. Let's talk about. Let's talk about hygiene. Let's talk about keeping it, keeping it clean. Okay. How many products do it take to keep clean down there? How many? It, it takes. Man, it don't. I mean, if you use water and soap, and you go, you go inside the tub. Those are three products. Right? Wait a minute. You mean oh, you gotta get in the tub? I don't you gotta get in the tub. Yanni steam and the in the, mm -mm. the, the, the no. a whole bunch of, it's like a whole bunch of stuff you can put in there. Like the fruit. Listen, oh. they got all kinds of they got all kinds of stuff to put inside. They got the sprays, they got the washes that are pH balanced. They got all kinds of stuff to put in. They got all this yoni, yoni you know, steaming but suppositories. The the pH balance ones, even the natural folks like that, the conscious folks, pH balance. That's the thing though, with like, so Summer's Eve says it's pH balance. And the thing about it is you have your own pH. So mm -hmm. once you use something that is supposed to be pH balanced, now your body is going to be so accustomed to that pH that if you ever stop, now you're going to have a problem. So you are making yourself dependent upon these products. I mean, they weren't here from the dawn of time. Summer's Eve was never here. Mm. So, so mm. keep That's yourself good. together. And, and here's the thing. If there is a problem, if you notice a smell, if you notice an odor, that you're, that's a sign of an underlying problem that you should, you're, we would be masking using all of these products. Mm. You need to talk to your gynecologist, see what's going on, because, I mean, you're, you're going to have a natural scent. Women have a natural scent. It doesn't smell like berries and cherries all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and and kind of why when we're talking about scent, because Mama Dorch has a question about why do women under their breasts sweat? Ooh. Yeast. Mm. You can have yeast under your breasts as well. You've got you've got you know, especially when you've got bigger breasts and they're in they're touching and they're un, you know underneath it sweats and it can get a smell and you have to make sure that you're cleaning and drying. Um, to drying. Keep That's another thing. And here's a little tip. If you do notice, like if you notice a redness or if you notice um, any splotchiness, there is a tip. You can use any sort of, um, what's it called? Any sort of yeast uh, cream. They like mm -hmm. even, even the type that you can use for foot, uh, foot fungal infections, mm -hmm. you can put that under there, clear it right up. Wow. And guys, real, real quickly, just a disclaimer: ain't now one of us doctors, now now one of us, <laughs> not of even nerds, exactly. Not That's even why I recommend gynecologists. <laughs> yes, Gyne yes, talk yes. Now, yes. Yeah, so we're we're sharing what what works, what has worked for us, what we mm -hmm. have researched. But in the day, please talk to your doctor. Please. Exactly. That is underall everything that I say today. I will always reference talk to your gynecologist because especially people using these products that people are making specifically mm -hmm. homemade to be using down there mm -hmm. please talk to your doctor talk to and your doctor. and what what would you say um to people who are afraid to talk to their gynecologist 
Because let's be real, there are some people, even though you go to this doctor, you don't sometimes want to open up your deep secrets because either you don't want the, oh, you don't know about that, or you don't want to open up the vulnerability to say that your lack of knowledge. I think, right. and, I, and I'm just going to put this, in our community, we are supposed to be well-versed. Like, I mean, you know, if he looks like this, he's Mandingo, you know. No, he may not be, because even though he has it, he may not know how to use it, you know. Or if he's like this, he ain't got nothing. He may, why. He may why. know how to use So, and, and even in the retrospect of that, you know, with women and the Kegel exercises, you know, mm. they don't yeah. tell you... I mean, Kegel exercises is more than just for that. It also strengthens other areas like your thighs. So what what would you do if if I had an STD? And okay, so now she told me that I got it. And then I just look at her like this. And then she asking me questions. And, and don't I don't know do how I got it. I don't know whether you knew. <laughs> why, you, why you don't feel comfortable? Why don't women... Or men, because you know men don't never want to go and yep. get their prostate check. Listen, so why don't people? Why don't people feel comfortable? Why are people willing to suffer in silence? In silence, exactly. That's that is what this is all about. Because we need to stop that that line of thinking and stop feeling like we can't talk about what's going on with our bodies and learn to be comfortable with it. Because okay, you have a problem and you're scared to talk to your doctor. Well, guess what? You're, it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. And we need to learn that our bodies, things happen. Doctors have seen worse, worse things than they've seen on you. <laughs> and remembering that they mm -hmm. went to school for this. Gynecologists went to school and studied diseases and studied all of these issues. And that you are not the only person at all with with an odor or with an STD or STI or with any of these issues. So knowing that you're not alone is the biggest part of being comfortable with talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we need to start working on is, is making it a discussion, making it less taboo. We had a discussion um, over the weekend. Um, she had made such a good point of how, um, for an example, if a woman had something like, um, herpes, she would not really have any resources because how do you outright talk like, hey, do you know any places or any support groups for herpes? You know what I mean? Like, what, what would she do? She'd suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. And from and from what, you know, I've read about that, it's a painful thing. Like, it, who would want to go through that pain alone? Like, wouldn't you want a support group? Wouldn't you want, like, to talk to someone that maybe is going through it. How do I get myself in re remission or whatever right. it is that they go through? It's like, you, you wouldn't say anything because that's too taboo to say out loud. So. And feeling like your life is over when there's, there's women who have perfectly healthy relationships who are positive and their partners are negative. They have give birth to babies. Cause you hear like, Oh, if you have birth, if you have herpes, you can't, get pregnant because your baby's going to have it. There are women who, as long as they have the medication, can give birth to healthy babies. There are women dating and, and having relationships. And knowing that you can still go on, I think, is really important because all we hear is you've got herpes, you've got something permanent, and I don't want it. 
So. Mm, mm. Kia says, I just feel like you should be comfortable with your doctor. And if not, it's time for a new one. I agree with you, Kia. I agree that part. with you. That part. So, I like to go to my con. con he's a man. Girl. Mama. Mama. Oh, no. Girl, Mama. let's. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that love your mama, mama door. That's mama doors right there. That's right. That's right. Now, love you, mama. you know Bye. what, mama doors? I've always thought it. About, I've always thought about that. But then I always never mind. That's a conversation. <laughs> so, how do you guys feel? Do you feel more comfortable with men, gynecologists, or women? I I would like to try them. Oh, that didn't sound right. No. <laughs> Um, I, I'm comfortable talking about my body in general, so it, it's okay for me. I always, because sometimes you need the opposite sex to give you a better view, especially when you when you go from, uh, how would you say, not just necessarily the gynecology part about it, but you know there are more things that you can talk to your gynecologist about, like even yeah. your breast or. <clears throat> excuse me, um, even your eating habits, because all of that play a part in yes. that area. So yes. you, want, you want someone who's open that you could have a conversation with, you know what I'm saying? Even as I know, as we get older, things start to, you know, be a little different. So how do you strengthen yourself? Or, you know, sometimes you need not that old, you know, a woman would be, you know, sometimes a woman doctor might be like, I'll just do this. But a man may be a little bit more in depth with you as well as vice versa sometimes when a man goes to yeah. a woman doctor he gets a different perspective than if he just went to the regular man doctor i'll say this before i had my son i was dead sent on having a male doctor because i want a woman down there it just wasn't comfortable for me i don't think she should be down there you know <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm gonna tell you what happened was after I had my son, like, okay, so the 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 first doctor I had with my son, he was way I literally fired him. He was way too rough. Boy, listen. Oh wow, I'm a delicate flower. I'm gonna need you to treat me that way. You know I mean? Like it was it was just not a comfortable thing. He was just just his, mm -mm. I but, the, yes, it could be I, the opposite too. Yeah, I had to let that doctor go. The second doctor was great, but I was like, okay. So as a woman, another woman knows what I'm going through, and I literally can talk about things that she's gonna resonate with because she's a woman too. I can say, you know, um, oh, it's tender right here on this left side of this breast. I mean, and she probably like, oh, you know what? Yeah, put a little heat bed there. You know, she knows what to say because she's a woman too. She's been there. A guy might be like, I mean, it's, what kind of pain are we talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't, you, can, you know, he can't really relate to that pain I'm talking about. So it, it, it's a little, it's a little different for me now than it was before. Yeah, mine, um, I've had one, but then I was young. So, and I really didn't, because he was, actually, he was the one that delivered my daughter. But then now as I've gotten older, um, I just used women. And then I, I, the, the, the area of the 30s when we were having the whole breast, you remember when breast cancer was like a big scare? I mm -hmm. wanted to go to someone that was well-versed in, 
And now I have a holistic woman. She believes in natural products and nat, you know, eating and keeping your body right to help you balance everything. You yes. Go through. So see, and I'm that, a big that, proponent for that too. Yeah, there's like give and takes if you man or woman. You just have to find people that resonate with you. For me, it doesn't matter, you know, I, I, I like them to be culturally understanding and I also like them to have a, a, a large body count. I want you to have worked on like 500 bodies, you know, before you come. Yeah, I do. I don't want, I do not want a 20 year old doctor. The doctor need to be at least like 50. She won't, she won't want close to retirement. He didn't seen plenty of coops. He didn't seen all of them. I'm trying. well versed. I, I'm, I'm trying to I understand. <laughs> so you don't want a... Jesus. <laughs> I don't have C-sections and cut here, cut there, and all that. I need you to have seen the whole. I need you to have gone. To okay, war so you want you know, want some not necessarily bodies, but you want somebody well versed or well experienced. No, he need to he need to bend inside at least five hundred. I mean, a lot, <laughs> a lot of bodies. She <laughs> is. She want a seasoned doctor. That's okay. Next time I'm looking for a doctor, I'm going to go on Google. So you got 500 body counts? Okay. I'm I good. need to know your body counts, sir. Doctor. Yes. Sir, doctor. He's going to be like, which count? one? Which one? Right. He's going to be like, which one? She's going to Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's funny though because for me I feel like I would I'm the I am the most comfortable with a woman but the one thing that I feel like matters for me is a woman of color mm. because another thing that I know we have a problem with is black women we do not get treated the same when it comes to our health and dealing with doctors. So I need a black woman who cares about black women, who knows what they're doing because we have one of the highest mortality rates when it comes to childbirth. And that's because from the dawn of time, they think we are bionic. They think we are like un untouchable like we're superhuman or something like we don't feel pain we can take everything yep. and it's like no i want you to give me the same treatment you gave karen over there exactly she, she was about to faint in the waiting room i would like the same treatment yep that's what i'd like mm-hmm. and then and that's the thing is like they have this idea of white fragility and it's like um you know we're not just superhuman just because we've suffered through so much over centuries mm-hmm. doesn't mean we can take it all and we we've had to do that because we've so much has been put on our plate and you know we just we just eat it because who else is going to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> who else is going to do it so we we're we're like bred that way almost you know yes, so we have yeah. no choice but we've we feel like we took care of though like exactly we still want the same care Exactly. So, Leah, what is your thought on masturbation? That was just now. That's that's good. That's good. Uh, sexual health, right there. Yes, that's good. good. I mean, but <laughs> some people consider it a form of self care. I I do I do. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it is. Whether um, you have a partner or not, 
But yes. then some people consider it, you know, uh, I don't want to say a, a get off, but you know what I'm saying? So, but what do, what do you, because you know, self-care does not just have to do, you don't have to just stimulate that. There could be other areas that you are caressing and loving your body. Once again, how much you love you. So right. if you can't tell nobody how to love your body, if you don't know how to love your body. Your body. 100%. Yes. Right. Yes. So it, it still gives, it takes off the desperateness because, you know, guys are taught to, we're going to say it. So guys are taught to get that off before. Uh, Making a, big a decisions. Yeah. Before they go on a date so that it's not the driving force on the date. On date. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why yes. can't we do the same? So I that, didn't know that. That's what they're taught. Listen, any major decision before you make it. Right, <laughs> wow. It takes the tension away, and you're able to kind of because think about and it. And that's why when you don't have sex, you end up having built up, but it, it becomes one of a stressor for you. You you don't realize it, but because your body is not um um what's that what's the word um exuding its natural because let's be honest about it, it. releases serotonin when yeah you, yeah so it's a it, natural stress reliever and. And, and it's really important to for to you to for you to do that consistently if you feel comfortable. Now it's some some cultures do believe different things about it. Like I know um this guy who um he's uh Muslim, they believe that's wasted sperm. Because that yeah, that sperm could connect for reproduction and now you've wasted it just in your bathroom. I'm not saying that it's it's like that, but you know, that's a way. So to them, that's a baby that's gone that could have been a, a part of a procreation. Part of their, yeah, yeah, part of their legend and all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So there are some people that are very serious about masturbation, mm -hmm. as, as serious as, it, as they are about abortion. And there are yeah. some people that are just very lackadaisical about I think it just it just depends on your culture and your comfort level too, because there's some there's some people who are asexual who feel like they don't they don't get any pleasure off of sexual contact of what of any kind. So it's just up to each person. Okay. okay. Oh, oh. No, well, and that once again that goes back to your mentality. Mm -hmm. So how you was raised, things yes. that was instilled in you. You know, if you were a young person and was molested, sex mm -hmm. can be a very, a very heart-wrenching thing, trauma to you. And it you can. try, you love, oh, I love you, I want to. But it's the trauma of it all. And it all depends on this, each person as well, because I know some people who, after dealing with a trauma like that, they become hypersexualized because it's their way of overcoming what happened to them and claiming, reclaiming it and, and being able to take purpose back. But some people, because of that, they close off. So I think therapy is very important, especially in those instances, making sure that you get help and find ways to cope and, and deal with and trauma. remember, sex is not love. And sex love, is not love. Love sex is not sex. Not so sometimes, depending upon, I mean, even older people, you have to know the differentiation. You may and love sex, yeah, but sex is not love. 
And, and I think with women, true. we we tend to um, we tend to be the ones to bind that more than men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we tend to bind sex with love and that connection, and it becomes more it comes more important to us. Whereas men are like, I don't understand. I cheated, but it didn't mean anything. <laughs> you know? like, what? Because Ooh, that is a million that, pieces of my heart. Hold on, you know, <laughs> because that goes back to how we were taught. What were we yes. taught? You be good, you go to school, you get married, and then you live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking you fall in, you go those steps. So when you do that and you think, oh, he's the one, and then he cheats on you, you go ballistic because you're supposed to be the one. Why is he snapped right there? Snapped. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and the thing about cheating is you have to remember people don't cheat because of you. They cheat because mm-hmm. of what is in themselves. Exactly. What is lacking or harboring or they're missing or can't connect, etc., etc. And then they sometimes cheat because once again, they can't tell you that, you know, maybe if you wanted to tell a brother, you know, you're not hitting my strong points or whatever. Are you comfortable saying that some women are not? Because of how we were taught, we're supposed to be docile. We're not. To be docile. I mean, what? What? Yeah, like me? I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Listen, had to learn to get there, but we are there now. <laughs> yes. So it's a real serious thing. I mean, you could really care about somebody, but because of how you are, your timidness, your shyness, you don't want to share that. Yeah. yeah, that's very important. It's it's very important to communicate. That's another thing that I'm a big proponent for is a communication in a relationship and in the bedroom because women are the first to be unhappy. Women are the first to be unsatisfied and, and be like, okay, well, I want to at least make sure he's good and I'll worry about me later or afterwards. And it's like, no, 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 during. <laughs> but you even, you, even, you even think about it women and just listen to this women are more explosive in the boardroom than they are in the bedroom Mm. a woman can tote her briefcase wear her red what's the red shoes y'all like with the five bottoms yeah and with the five hundred dollar suit and go in there in a in a room full of men around the table and close the deal. But then ask her to go with that same suit and that same bootcase to talk to the man, just the man she loves in the bedroom. And she wouldn't be able to even open the briefcase. She put on some flip-flops before she get to the bedroom. Mm. <laughs> and, that, and that's that's our psyche. That's our psyche. Yeah, learning how to that's another form of suffering in silence. Yeah. <laughs> because to, what 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 do the song <clears throat> what do all the songs say? Be a lady in the street and the hoe in the bedroom, or be the, the the what's the thing in the kitchen and then the thing in the bedroom. You 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 always this nice astute wonderful woman. But when you get in there, you either you can't be astute and freak them. You can either just be freakum or stupid. Why? I can be. What? You better. You better want me as stupid <laughs> at the same time. because you might get double. You might get two personalities. Lord have mercy. And sometimes women, you should be two different personalities. You should say like your name is Bonquisha or whatever your 
your alias. Oh, not the wrong way. I, I <laughs> yeah. The alias. Yes, good. <laughs> Listen, we took Janet back into the We did. I'm like, he's having a moment. Yeah. She's like, mm. okay, All I'm right. back now. Oh, okay. Let's 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 bring it let's bring it back in here. Okay, so Toya, you don't have nothing to offer to the conversation. But how could I? Janet, this is your conversation. I, I know what's I know what said that. Oh. Oh. oh shoot. I love her. These two, you just don't understand those two right there. Anyway, oh, so let's talk about this. Um, um, let's let's take a let's take a twist to this because, you know, we are all about you know business made simple around these parts, and you have mentioned that you would like to see this as a nonprofit. Tell us your vision on that. All right, so I am very excited because, as I was telling you before, I the more I kept thinking about this, I'm like, okay, I know this is something I'm passionate about, but what's a way to apply this in, in everyday life and find a way, hello, find a way to help. And one of the things that I'm also passionate about is when it comes to, so not only just feminine hygiene, but feminine hygiene products. So, you know, during our periods, the things that we use, everybody knows pads and tampons. Pretty much you think of your period, it's pads, tampons, and that's it. And um, one of the things that people don't know is that there's alternatives to that. You know, there's not just one size fits all. So finding what works for you. So some of the things that I like to promote, um, there are uh, menstrual cups. There are reusable organic cotton pads because the cotton that's used in tampons and pads is non-organic and it's bleached through a process and it has pesticides. So you can end up with dioxins and, you know, you can end up <clears throat> with like there's, you know, rayon fibers, just things that you don't need inside your body. And um, with menstrual cups, they're made of silicone, so they are um, very, they're very clean. You don't have to worry. Basically, when you use a menstrual cup, your blood is not being mixed with anything. It's just sitting, still sitting inside of you as if nothing's ever happened. But when you have your blood going into a cotton-soaked tampon, it's now mixing with the chemicals in the tampon, and now you have a risk for toxic shock syndrome. Mm. So... And even by using it regularly, you can still have those risks. So um, that there's also thinks underwear. So they've now designed underwear. You ever have if you when you first started your period and you were little and you ever end up with a red spot on on your back. Mm -hmm. Thinks underwear is actually an underwear designed in different um, styles that is designed to catch blood almost like a pad. Um, so letting women know that those things are available. And so what I would like to do with my nonprofit is think about women that need this the most, homeless women, women who I, one time when I went into a, a grocery store bathroom, when I was working at Kroger, I found out that a woman had ripped open a box of tampons and had stolen some mm -hmm. because she needed them. And 
you can give out pads and tampons, but they still need to get more. They'll have to buy more and it gets expensive. So being able to give somebody who is in a perpetual state of homelessness um, a product that they can reuse. So you can they can use a menstrual cup and, and when they go to the bathroom, wash it out and reuse it because they last for months to years. It's made of silicone and as long as you use um, a soap that doesn't degrade the silicone, it can last almost forever. Mm. Um, that along with reusable um, cotton pads, they can wash those and be able to reuse them and not have issues. So do you know in your in your study as you've been studying this, <coughs> excuse me, in preparation for your nonprofit, excuse me y'all for jumping off early. Mm -hmm. What what is the because everything let's let's have real conversation. Everything in healthcare costs because mm -hmm. somebody needs to get something on the back end. Do right. you, did you, did, is there a study of why something as great as a menstrual cup is not often populated or promoted as stay free and tampons or, um, is, is, is it, and is that menstrual cup only available overseas, um, and not here in the States? And, you know, can you give a little bit more enlightenment on that? So, um, menstrual cups are fairly new. It's just the fact that they're a newer product and they've been around for a few years, but people just don't know about them. They're not talked about enough. And um, we're just so accustomed to pads and tampons, which tampons were never even designed for us to begin with. The tampons were designed to plug bullet wounds in the war. <laughs> so let's just, just, you know, we got to think about why these products were made. Um, but when it comes to that, the reason, one of the things that I've heard, cause I've, I've listened to, I've read about them and listened to some women speak about what they think about, um, like menstrual cups. And one of the things that they're worried about is the size. They think, oh, like, I feel like it's going to be too big and I can't, cause you have to fold and, you know, push, push it up there, or they think it might be messy. So a lot of women take take that and 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 the most I think the base price for most menstrual cups you can get them on a very low end as well I've gotten one for six dollars before but the base price is around thirty dollars so people see that instant 30 and think that's too expensive why am I spending thirty dollars on this when you think about how much is a box of tampons and you use that once uh, about a box a month mm -hmm. once a month for a year that menstrual cups paying for itself um but I, it's because women, are too, are, we're not comfortable enough with our bodies. You know, you think, okay, this is going to be messy. I have to touch and feel, and I'm going to know too much about my cycle because you can monitor your blood flow with it. I mean, you touch and feel yourself when you <laughs> bathe. You touch oh, and feel hope. yourself <laughs> when you have sex. You touch yes. and feel yourself when you're on your cycle. I mean, exactly. what, the, the pad just automatically wrap up and jump in the trash? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Somebody so has to go down there and pull it off and take it off your panty and that's the reason why I'm trying to have this conversation because these are the things I've Oh, heard well, maybe you should be talking to me because I'm just trying to understand where is the idiosyncrasy? What's that word? Idiosyncrasy. Yeah, and why yes. you're going to tell me that it's too messy? That you do worse things than that drawing You would sex. not believe how uncomfortable some women are with even... Okay, because I will tell you the first thing I thought was 
when I first heard about what they call it, the Diva Cup. First Diva thing Cup. I ever heard about the Diva Cup, I was like, so you want me to collect my blood in a cup up in my cooch? <laughs> I was like, it's not computing for me. <laughs> I just was like, in my mind, the visual of a cup of, of blood just sitting up in there all day just did not appeal for me. I'd like it to come out and do what it's supposed to do, like leave my body. But then it's like, it's collecting in your paintings. So is it's it collecting in your yeah, it's collect. It's the same it's collection somewhere. <laughs> exactly, it's the same collection, just in a different form. And you're right, the Diva Cup. You will have to get very intimate with yourself to, uh, you know, to insert and remove mm-hmm. it. And it may get messy, but it's you. It's your blood. It's it you. ain't somebody else's blood. Now, if you pull out somebody else's blood, we got a whole nother problem. So. <laughs> and if you are washing your hands after you get out the bathroom, that should not be a problem. That part. And one of the things that, and the best part about it is because, so with menstrual cups, there's no odor because it's just in silicone and it's just inside of you. So it's almost like mm. it's just coming right out of you. But that should be pads, that should be the ding 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 part right there. No wonder. Ding, no ding, odor. Ding. The pads and tampons start to that that once yes. the once the blood hits the oxygen and and you know once it hits that cotton, you start to it starts to build that's bacteria. Where the, that's where the blood smell comes from. That's yeah. where the, it comes from is the bacteria. So you know, just the cleanliness and it can actually, you can keep it in for longer. Like a lot of women think, oh, my periods are too, too much. Like there's no way, like you think you have these massive, you know, crazy periods, but you'll be so surprised to see how much you actually bleed. And the fact that instead of having to change a tampon every four or less hours and going through so many of them, I can go through a whole work day with a menstrual cup. And guess what? I don't have to use a public restroom to change it. <laughs> you can just change. You can go before you go to work. Everything's taken care of. You go home, zero odor, completely clean, zero, no bacteria is built up in that process. And if you get sweet with it, your hands still stay clean. <laughs> like, so, so I have two questions for you. What about people who um, suffer from Oh, I didn't know it was that time. Okay. Um, what about people who suffer from high fibroids or who have heavy flows? Does that cup still work as effectively with someone with a normal flow? So they actually make different sizes, and it also depends on the length of your cervix. Some women have higher and lower cervix uh, cervixes, and so <laughs> so they have um, they have shorter cups if you have a lower cervix, and they also have longer cups. So they make them in different sizes. But and here's the thing: I also like to say, menstrual cups are not for everyone. There are women who just do are not comfortable with it. So that's why I recommend still the organic cotton pads because they're made of a cotton that is not um full of pesticides and not full of and goes through so are you are you are you more pro pad or pro tampons neither (laughs) i am pro i'm pro menstrual cup for me (laughs) okay but if people don't have that accessibility if they there we go yes see is that the cup that is a cloth pad oh okay 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 really Uh uh-huh so you just wash it like regular 
literally and it's very absorbent this layer here is very absorbent can you and give them at the walmarts <laughs> no i ordered these offline because of course i, I wanted to try them i ordered them offline and it has the little tab that you you snap for the wings mm -hmm. and of course your your panty will go in there so it stays put it doesn't move it don't go nowhere and that works put, that little old thing now think about how much that I would work for <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, okay. So, okay. I use, so I do do the, um, I, I like honey pot because they have the little, they got a honey pot, they got a cup, like a diva cup. Mm -hmm. And then they have the, uh, the pad that doesn't have all the, the stuff in it, right? Yeah. And then it has some kind of mint or some other kind of something and it's like kind of tingly and it's natural. <laughs> I don't want to be tingling. So you walking around it's a light tingle. It's a light tingle. You was like excited about that tingle. So, yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's like, Taking away some bacteria or something is doing something that's supposed to do because it's just a little light uh, tingle. <laughs> no, I'm still in the regular um pad phase. I don't buy all the extra, you know, the super that I mean I buy the super in length because I like the coverage. But for me, well, this was something my parent taught to me. I then uh, uh, the pad is there, but then I layer mine with toilet paper. Um, just as an extra absorbent, just to make sure that I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then when I go, I change out the toilet paper and the pad. But sometimes the toilet paper has grabbed everything. And then when I'm on that time of the moat, I use wipes. Um, I when that. I go to the restroom, I, I clean up. I keep wipes anyway, just because just, I'm this kind of person right here. But on that time of the moat, I especially make sure that I have some type of wipe with me to make sure that I clean up. Because as a as a full-figured woman, some things that I experience, I experience sweating sometimes during, and as I'm going through the change, because I'm getting older, different things are happening. Like I may go today and be on my cycle. Tomorrow, nothing. Next day after that, I might <laughs> be on for three days and yeah. nothing after that. Or... There are times when it don't even come. I have to check myself to make sure. Did you? No, no. Okay, you good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yep. so so there are different things that occur. So as you get older, the way you take care of your body is not the same way you did when you was 12. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's and and that's very important to note because it's never one size fits all. It's another reason why I'm I'm also like tracking my period as well. So that Yep, I love tracking. Um, what it's do you use? Reason. I use Glow. What do you use? I use, listen, I use Glow a too. Period tracker. <laughs> yeah. But awesome. I do have a period tracker app. It's got this cute little flower and oh, Yeah, awesome. Okay. Yep, yep. So, oh, yeah. But I don't have Glow. I have Samsung Health. That's all <laughs> I use. <laughs> so, yes, we need, to, we need to track. We need to know when our cycles are happening. Find what products work for us. And that's why... Through my nonprofit, I would really love to be able to get donations to be able to give these reusable products to women in need and use this as a way to educate women. I would love to be able to have the opportunity to work with gynecologists and, and make videos and, and blogs and talk to people and be able to inform women and make this conversation more comfortable.
I know we don't have much time, but you know, we are all business owners. Do you have any questions or a question for us as relates to starting this type of business? I'll be your model. I, I can do oh, it. Thank you. <laughs> so um one of the things that I um am looking into with this nonprofit and getting it started is um I know that with a nonprofit you need to have board members. So um, you know, going through a vetting process of finding like-minded women because this um nonprofit is going to be primarily for women of color and you know, just women who are homeless and, and in need. Um, in the information aspect of it, um, also, I, I have a lot of things that I would like to um, inform women about. And when it comes to having that board, I worry how there could be conflicts because you have to have a certain number of people. You have to have a president, a, a secretary, and you have to have a treasurer among other other people. So I just wonder, what do you find is the best way to find people to join you in your, in your vision? Mm-hmm. Well, I would tell you, um, I know for us as virtual professionals, we connect with a lot of people in Facebook groups. So I would definitely tell you, start going to some, look for some health groups on Facebook and then even break it down more familiar to, you know, that area or maybe that specific sort of area, vaginal. Because maybe there are groups out there. Maybe they're broad as health, but maybe there are specific groups. And then start connecting with those like-minded people. Because what we do in our profession is we go into groups and we answer questions or provide resources. And we become knowledgeable. And we become someone that people rely on. Oh, if I see Toya press something, I know it's it's genuine, it's real. So maybe that's how you can connect with people um, through that. And then also, maybe even through your chamber of commerce in your city, maybe they might have something that you can connect with or other people who continue to be on nonprofits who are longstanding board members that maybe you could pitch your idea to. That's just some suggestions I suggest. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, for me, I don't. No matter what I'm doing, who I'm working with, um, relationship like is really really important to me. So, um, like like almost like who would you want to be a family member? Who would you, you know? So, for instance, if you are looking for somebody in your field, an expert in your field, I would try to find a way to do, do a project with them, do something where we're working together to really fill them out and see if that your personalities mesh and that that they really are on board, that they're genuine. And sometimes you can't really find that out until you just kind of work with someone or you're with them along enough to see you know so that's that's what i would do um yeah my advice is um like you say you already know who it is you want to you know work with you've said it you say you want to talk you want to bring gynecologists on and you want to write blogs about it so that's literally where i'd go i go hang out with gynecologists where do gynecologists hang out go there, make some friends, start networking with them, because those are going to be your experts anyway. Those are the people that you're going to want to, you know, lock arms with and go all the way with. So I would definitely start hanging around the people that you're going to want to work with. Totally agree. I appreciate that. Because yeah, ultimately with this, I want to create a network 
that um, that can help women find Black gynecologists in their area to help them promote themselves as well. I want to create a network where women can get the information they need and be able to ask the right questions to the right people and have informative podcasts and bring on um, experts who can, you know, vouch for natural remedies or or even let people know, like, hey, you know talk to talk to you before you start using something please have a discussion about it with your doctor and i know here in atlanta that's they started this black cardiologist group oh, wow. um, and it's only cardiologists and you, of course you have to be black african-american um so maybe that could be just as toya stated you know you just start looking for that and then that could be your target here see if there's something in, they're in your state that you can start creating. I like that. I like that because, yeah, and especially, you know, I know we we touched on STIs and STDs, like being able to create a network for them too, to to have support groups and, and find other women who are going through the same things because one in five Americans have an STI. Mm. It is one in five. Mm. So you know somebody right now you know, multiple somebodies right now who are suffering, who have never told you. So true. Really quickly, guys, I wanted to uh, to share a honeypot. That's the company I was telling you that has the tingle. It is. is. Well, you see how that face light up? Who has a tingle? This is Black History Month, right? And this is a Black-owned company. Um, They've been in Target for a while and, and recently here in Walmart. And so, you know, they... I've enjoyed the product, so just wanted to let you guys know out there, honey pot. All right. Thank you for giving Toya tingling. <laughs> and they do have their version of the of the Diva Cup, and they have all natural products and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, we want to mention um, upcoming webinar we got going on. Leah, we're going to give you the last word, but let's bring this up real quick. If Toya, you can tell us a little bit about this here. I'm going to bring it up real quick with Melissa. Bring that up. That is the beautiful Miss Gardner. Yes. So she is one of our our mentors on mindset. Um, and she is doing a series. And the first one is absolutely free. And she's going to really, really hone in on what it takes to mentally get yourself prepared to take that idea into a business. So um, we work with a lot of virtual um, professionals. Um, We have a group called VASL, that's Virtual Assistant Sister Learning. And in that group, in that group, um, we we talk about how it's it's all in your mind when you first start like the the body can't go where the mind hasn't already been so if you don't see yourself doing you will not do the things that you need to do to get there so you have to change your mindset first and a lot of the women are coming from you know corporate jobs and you know you know working at uh customer service and just regular jobs and they now want to start their business and that takes a mindset change to get that going so that is what that is all about and she is awesome she is out here killing the game in the space and i am ready to 
learn from her. Yes. Yeah, so the registration link is in the comments, guys. So go ahead and register. The webinar is absolutely free. And we're really learning how to take that employee mindset because we all have it if we're employees and, and really make that into a business mindset because it's a leap. It's a big leap. It's like six feet, sis. <laughs> Plus two. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So, right. um, yeah, Leah, what's your, what's your parting words for us today? So my parting words are, you know, for one, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate being able to talk about something near and dear to me. And I just would like to leave with some advice, you know, if, if you're looking for ways to keep your down there together, other than talking to your gynecologist, you know, drink plenty of water, stay hydrated, drink cranberry juice, taking probiotics, eating yogurt, pineapples, fruits, and, you know, staying away from garlicky, oniony foods, because what you eat also affects down there, too. <laughs> Do you see our food. faces? Wait a minute, yeah. Leah. Hold up. And, and no harm, Leah, to, uh, you know, no people caramelized eat, onions. Listen, those, those the are my people favorite. eat a lot of Indian and curry food. Yes. You know, people always say, why do we? That's why, because all of the... Their stuff is so highly spiced and it highly is. embedded that it's in it's in their pores. That's why it's you smell that. It's not that they they don't bathe. Well, I'm not sure, but the, 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 but some of it is because of the things. Notice how, and if you if you travel mm -hmm. abroad, you will notice how when you go to certain places because of the products that they use and cook with, they smell different than the people in the United States. We're a very perfumey, gadgety kind of, but when those, when you go to those other places, there, there, there are actually farmers who grow and use their stuff or they use like leaves and stuff as their scent. You'd be amazed, but yeah, mm -hmm. she's yeah. right about that. This, the garlic. What, what a, yes, let's go back to that. That's literally where I'm at. Let's go back oh, to yeah, this. Toy, T, T, we got some issues with this here. Yes. So listen, it's not saying you can't eat them. Obviously, I love caramelized onions. I love garlic. I will to, to the day is long. But knowing that what you eat still affects down there. It's the same reason why when you eat pineapples, the enzymes in pineapples you know, give you a bit of a sweetness. Same thing for men and women, but everything you eat can have an effect. Yeah. So yogurt and probiotics. So if you are planning on having a nice big old garlicky, you know, meal, but just keeping in mind, like, okay, let me have some balance. Maybe I should take a probiotic or eat some yogurt or eat some fruit just to keep things nice and together. But, but, you know, and if nobody's planning on being around there, go crazy. <laughs> Just Dang. yeah, because I mean I cook with garlic every day. This garlic, turmeric, mm -hmm. um, are like because they're more Tumor's than just so good for you. Yes. Yeah, instead of just that they make the food taste good, there are other added benefits. Exactly. However, at the same time, I still drink water. Mm -hmm. I eat a lot of fruit. Mm -hmm. I, I do eat yogurt. You know, I make sure I, I'm extra careful about wiping and making sure, and even sometimes. When you drink certain things, your urine sometimes have a stench. So yeah, you have to be ready. Like or yeah. even when you're sick, if you ever notice sometime when you're sick, sometimes you have an order, but it's just all that intoxicity that's in your that is coming out. And it just finds other ways to come out. And because those are outsources, those things happen. Your body is an ecosystem. Yeah. It, 
it is definitely an ecosystem. So what you uh -oh, input Toya is... looks so confused right now. Baby, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking. I'm just learning. I'm thinking. And also, it's okay. I, just, I was, I was at first. You got me. I ain't gonna lie. I, I ain't, I've never stopped nobody in the ending. I, I couldn't take it. Like she said, no garlic, no onions. She like, said, wait. But, um, That's all right. Your tingling feeling you. got you. Your tingling got you. It's okay. I'm gonna go, go give you a tingle pad on. Put it on. Let's get. Yeah, there you go. See. She puts it on when she doesn't need it to. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you trying me to now. Okay, we're past my time, you are Bad influence. Oh Jesus. We are past um, the time. That's right. what we're gonna call her now. Toya tingling. <laughs> you know what? What was that, Janet? God bless y'all. Like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe. Join us right back here every Tuesday, 6 p.m. now, new time. Love you guys. Wait, Toya, tingling. Hi, and welcome to Soul Support.